Today's episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. What if comparing car insurance rates was as easy as putting on your favorite podcast? With Progressive, it is. Just visit the Progressive website to quote with all the coverages you want. You'll see Progressive's direct rate, then their tool will provide options from other companies so you can compare. All you need to do is choose the rate and coverage you like. Quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Comparison rates not available in all states or situations. Prices vary based on how you buy. Beyond the Dark brings you sci-fi short stories that invite you to explore questions like What drives us? What makes us human? And what else lies out there undiscovered? At times, you'll encounter some mature themes, so listener discretion is advised. fear we have is fear of ourselves. Fear that, when the time comes, we'll be unable to do what must be done. Fear that, we'll be unable to protect what's ours. My name is Olivia Moreno. I work for N Division, a unit that exists for one purpose to hunt the creatures called necrols that have begun to infest Carson Bay. For the past three weeks, I've been chasing the hate-filled monster that killed my partner and threw my life into chaos. It's out there in the streets, hiding in the dark of the city, somewhere, trying to assimilate, trying to make itself invisible. And it wants me dead. It knows I'm after it. There have been hours, days, where I've thought this pursuit might destroy me. That I wouldn't have what it takes to follow through. But I have to find it. And I have to put it down. My name is Olivia Moreno. And I'll make this right. I'll make this right.
It's a warm night in Carson Bay. Above the city, iridescent rocket trails glimmer in the sky like a patchwork of falling stars. As I watch, another starliner bursts toward the heavens, pulsing light as it arcs into the infinite. Around the skyscrapers, patches of fog have begun to roll in, blanketing parts of the high city in a neon haze, a wash of reflected pink and powder blue. A shuttle drifts overhead, throwing shadows across the street and stirring dust and trash in its wake. I lift a hand and shield my eyes from the grit, but I don't slow my pace. I have somewhere to be. Around me, the denizens of the alleys and the sidewalks are busy. Down here, you can buy and sell anything you want. Trank, biomods, guns, flesh. Everywhere you turn, there's someone waiting to take your credits, whether you want to part with them or not. For many of these lowlifes, necrols are nothing but rumors ghost stories spread by control net to sow fear among the populace. They don't know the awful truth like I do. The Necrols look just like you and me, hiding in plain sight. And that score you just picked up, that flesh you just tasted, that could have been a Necrol, a monster lurking under human skin. I just want to pick up and leave this all behind. But I know I can't. Not yet. Not until I find the one I seek. Out past Midtown, I see movement on the sidewalk. Then I hear his voice. Hey, Moreno! I turn to see my partner, Trask, stepping out of Starfall's boxcar diner, a perplexed look on his face. He's a hardened street cop, like me. And there's an intensity about him that radiates from eyes of cobalt blue. Trask, what are you doing here? I couldn't sleep. Came to grab a bite to eat. What about you? I have work to do. What time zone you're running on, Moreno? Our shift didn't do to start for another six hours. You're new. Give it time, and you'll learn that over here, we don't always do things by the numbers. Well, I'm coming with you. No, that's not- Either way. <sighs> okay. Trask has been my partner for only two weeks, but we have a history that goes back much further. We got involved a few years ago at the Academy. For a while, I thought we might have had something going, but it didn't work out. Even so, there are times when he looks at me and I feel something there. Like we've left things unfinished. Control Net doesn't know about it, of course. 
They would never have made us partners if they did. Give me a second and I'll look up the target list we were working on yesterday. Forget about that. I'm going after target 247. What? Again? Why are you so obsessed with that thing? It killed Tom. Remember him? We've been over this. 247 skipped town. It's gone, Marino. No, it's still here. I have a new lead. Yeah, of course you do. Just come with me. Watch and learn. We board the closest shuttle and head out toward the east side. The cabin is empty apart from one late night commuter making his way home. Trask stands by the window watching the darkened buildings slide past. A shaft of yellow light traces the edges of his face as a starliner lights up the sky in the distance. Hey, remember when you and me used to talk about getting on board one of those things? The good old days. Yeah, we always plan to leave this place. His smile fades. Look, I've been wanting to talk to you about how it ended between us, Liv. At the time, I thought I was doing the right thing, but... Not now, Trask. We'll talk about it later. Yeah, yeah, okay. We get off the shuttle at 52nd and reach the sensor not long after. It's an innocuous looking box attached to a corner lamppost, but it serves an important purpose, detecting the passage of branded targets as they move about Carson Bay. I hook into the bus port with my cyber clip and use my control net credentials to access the system. What are you doing? I tagged target 247 when we fought three weeks ago after it nailed Tom. Injected it full of nanotransmitters, but this one is clever. It figured out how to scramble the data, and it's been masking its movements ever since. I'm onto it now, though. I tweaked the sensor to compensate. Looks like it came this way just this morning. So where did it go? This way. Follow me. We follow a network of dank alleyways on our way to the waterfront. Apart from the iridescent glow of the nav screen on my cyber clip, this part of the city is lit only by the glimmer of neon signs that loom like beacons out of the darkness. Discarded trank capsules 
shimmer dully in the gloom and crunch under our feet, and junkers lie sprawled against dumpsters and under stairwells, too far under the thrall of narcotics to notice our passage. Weird. A couple weeks ago, I'd have been arresting these scumbags. You're not in C-Div anymore, Trask. Your job is to focus on the Necrols now. Forget about everything else. So, uh, what are we going to do when we find it? We put it down. Whoa, 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 whoa. Just the two of us? Uh, Is that even possible? Why not? Well, the only other time I saw one of these things taken down was over at the cross. It looked human enough. A woman, young, pretty, innocuous. But the thing is, it took about ten shots to knock the damn thing off its feet. Sure. They're tough as hell. That's why we shoot on sight. And this blood was black, like oil. I mean, what's that all about? They're different on the inside. Inhuman. Look, this might be a weird question to ask right about now, but what are they? And what are they really? Some say they're Xenos, others that they're the dead come back to life. Well, a guy back in C-Div told me they're a government experiment gone wrong. They're actually machines built to mimic humans. I've heard crazier theories. Well, surely someone knows. Up in control net, I mean. Don't worry about that now. Just make sure you're packing plenty of red tips. Otherwise, we'll never bring it down. Uh, red tips? Well, nobody told me about those. Let me guess. They skimmed over your training when they brought you on board. Here, give me your piece. I'll lend you a few of my spares. I empty his clip and load up the replacement rounds, then hand the gun back to him. Then we get moving again. I lead the way down toward the pier. It's deserted at this time of night, and the fog is thinned out across the water. Out on the bay, I can see the undulating yellow lights of shipping lane markers, and above, stars faintly glimmering through the haze. This is as close as Carson Bay comes to peacefulness. Wait over here. I'm going to try to flush it out. Make sure you stop anyone from going past this point. We don't want innocents getting hurt. Moreno, wait. Um, don't you think we should call for backup? It'll be gone by then. We have to do this now. I leave before he can say anything more. I can't help but feel that he's seen something in my face. That he senses my unease. I leave him behind me in the darkness. Down under the pier, things are quiet. It's almost as if a lull has come over the city, like it's watching me silently. 
in expectation of what is about to happen. I swing my flashlight across the sand, see discarded beer bottles and more empty trank capsules. No people. Maybe the target has cleared out of the area already. And yet the triangulated signal from the sensors told me it was here, somewhere close. A strange thought occurs to me. As I stand here listening, I begin to wonder what will happen to me when this is done. Where will I go? And what will become of me? Then I glimpse something in the shadows. I see the glint of something spinning through the air, and before I can take cover, it smashes against my chest and then drops at my feet. I realize it's a rock, wickedly sharp, and the pain sears against my skin. As I reel back, I see the monster running, trying to escape once more. I give chase, weaving between the pillars with my gun at the ready, but I can't get a clear shot. Then it changes course, and I get my chance. A split second, nothing more, and I take aim. I pull the trigger. The creature stumbles, and I close in. It's down in the sand, and I keep shooting, round after round, until it stops moving. I begin to believe that the nightmare might be over. I turn at the sound of something behind me. Hey, Moreno. You okay? Trask. Damn it. You were supposed to wait outside. Well, I heard screaming. I, I couldn't leave you in here with that thing. His flashlight drifts across the sand. I try to put myself between him and it, but I'm too late. He sees. Moreno, why does it have your face? Why does that thing have your face? Trask, don't listen to me. It bleeds, uh, it bleeds red. I, I thought they... He turns the flashlight on me, sees the oily blackness oozing down my shirt from the wound in my chest. He brings his gun up at me. What the... Just listen to me for a second. What the hell are you? I don't know. What do you mean you don't know? I don't know where I came from. I woke up three weeks ago with her memories, her face. I don't know who put me here or why. You killed Moreno's partner. You killed Tom. I went to see him. I wanted his help, but the other Moreno was there. She screwed everything up. I had no choice. It was either them or me. You branded the real Moreno with the nanotransmitters. You made her the target. It was the only choice I had. She was trying to kill me. I was just protecting myself. Now you came to tie up the loose ends. That's why you didn't want me following you in here. I take a step toward him, but he moves first. I keep coming, and he keeps firing. <laughs> As he empties the clip, I stop, unharmed.
He looks down at his piece and realization dawns. tips at all, did you? I wasn't sure I could trust you. He tosses the gun in the sand, defeated. So, I guess this is it, huh? That depends. On what? On what you'll do if I let you walk out of here. You know exactly what I'm gonna do. He holds firm, doesn't turn and run, even though I can see he's afraid of me. There's something else in his eyes, a sense of betrayal, and worse, disgust. I was never given a chance, Trask. From the moment I came into this world, I've been fighting to survive. <laughs> you expect me to feel sorry for you? After what you've done? <laughs> Forget it, Moreno, or whatever you are. From the moment I woke into this existence, I only wanted to be treated as a human. Treated as though I'm not a monster. Maybe this is my chance to prove I'm worthy of that. But if I let him go, he'll tell about me. They'll hunt me. And one day soon, they'll kill me. expression softens, and a look of resignation comes over him. You said you had her memories. If that's true, can you tell me why she never came after me when I walked down on her? I mean, did she ever even love me? I... It doesn't matter now, does it? It does. To me. I want to answer, but I can't. The words won't come. Instead, I raise the gun. Sometimes the greatest fear we have is fear of ourselves. Fear that, when the time comes, we'll be unable to do what must be done. 
fear that we'll be unable to protect what's ours. I don't understand what I truly am. I don't know how I came to be here or where this path I've chosen will lead me. The only thing I do know is that I have to survive. I have to hide my nature from those who seek to destroy me. My name is Olivia Moreno. If I keep telling myself that for long enough, one day I might begin to truly believe it. And if I ever stand in judgment of the ones who put me here, I'll tell them the same thing I tell myself every night. The same words that bring comfort when the dark of the city closes in around me. I don't know any other way. Dark of the City, featuring Felina Hopkins and Scott Gentle. Written, directed, composed and produced by me, Mark R. Healy. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe and add a review wherever you listen to podcasts. Beyond the Dark is an independent production and I need your help to keep it going, so please visit patreon.com slash beyondthedark if you'd like to hear more episodes. You can also find my full-length novels and music at markrhealy.com. Thanks for tuning in. I'll see you in the next one. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish. Congratulations. You've reached the Amelia Project. A new life awaits. If you're not serious about this, Hang up. If you continue, there's no way back. Leave your message after the beep. Enter the offices of the Amelia Project and be ready for surprises, twists and turns. Follow the Amelia team as they help their clients fake their deaths and come back with new identities. Each episode is different. Each client coming to the death faking agency has a unique story to tell. If death and disappearances, comedy and crime, mystery and magic sounds like your cup of cocoa, The Amelia Project is the podcast for you. Search for The Amelia Project wherever you find your podcasts. And remember, leave your message after the beep.